Teen Challenge. Hello and welcome to Some Assembly Required, our podcast over here at Waynefleet BIC Church, where we discuss life through the lens of our Anabaptist roots. My name's Julie Adams, I'm your host, and I am joined by a very special guest today, Mr. Rick Osborne. Welcome, Rick. Hello. Hi, glad to have you here on our podcast again. You were with us, was it about a year ago that you were on? Something like that. Yeah, Yeah, we recorded in Rick's shop, but today we're in the church recording. So thank you for coming here. Um, We appreciate that. And um, Rick is an expert on many things. And today he's going to answer some questions that we have about Teen Challenge. Um, If you were part of the service on Sunday, we had a group of women from Teen Challenge come and share their testimonies and sing. And just, we were really blessed through that uh, service. And if you are looking to watch that service, it is not on our YouTube channel. Um, It has been switched to, it was live streamed at the time and has been switched to a private link. So if you would like to go back and watch that, just send me an email and I will send you the link. It's julie at waynefleetbic.com. But let's hear more about Teen Challenge. So Rick, what do you know, where is Teen Challenge? Well, Teen Challenge is in lots of places. The young men that I take out, or men that I take out to Teen Challenge, is in Lambeth, which is Mm -hmm. London, just outside London, Ontario. And then the girls came, the women came down from Aurora, Mm -hmm. just next to Newmarket. So they're separate sites that they go to. Yeah, and and different structures, because with the women you have uh, children staying. Mm -hmm. So you have a different structure setting, because you want them to stay together. Yes. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So tell us about, um, you mentioned you knew the founder of, or someone that helped begin Teen Challenge. Well, uh, anybody who's, I've done prison time has read The Cross and the Switchblade because yeah. those go into, you know, Nikki Cruz's story about being a gang guy and coming to the Lord in New York. And um, David Wilkinson, Wilkinson, mm-hmm. Wilkerson was the, the pastor who had a heart for these guys and uh, just a street evangelist, really, in yeah. New York City. And, and when these guys, this Mau Mau, it's the gang that Nikki Cruz was part of, uh, came to the Lord, he, that's where he started like having a service that worked with men. And that started Teen Challenge. Mm-hmm. And, but it's, all, it's in different countries now. It's all over the place, right? Awesome. It's a unique program. It's a Christian program, but it's unique in that it's all-encompassing. Mm-hmm. Uh, it kind of helps you, you know... Uh, go back into society afterwards to rebuild you and it's Christian based and it's a year long. That's a long, that seems like a long time. Why is it a year long? Because it needs to be. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I went to treatment in Sault Ste. Marie and mine was a year long. Yeah. Uh, And and, you know, I work in addictions. That's Mm -hmm. that's who I'm an expert in. That's what I'm an expert in. Um, You know, it's a journey into it everybody's addiction that they get it's a journey in and it's a journey out it's it's never really even though you can have you know jesus comes into your life and boom you have it you still need to go to treatment and yeah and work on the uh, stinking thinking the, the bad things you've <laughs> yes. developed over this time and to look at yourself as a child of god and and so it does take that year and, and in my case it took the year of treatment and probably about 10 years after oh wow <laughs> to just keep you know i think that's something that um, people who haven't walked through addiction don't realize is that it's um, how long it takes. Yeah, it's. Um, I, I likened it to uh, at first walking a tightrope, arms yeah. out for balance, yeah. uh, uh, you know, sliding my foot forward, be, every little nuance, uh, and then becoming a two by four, 
and then uh, becoming a sidewalk and then becoming a road where I can move back and forth. But it, it is a journey, and, and during that journey, you really have to have somebody alongside of you. Uh, you know, it's, that, it's, it's like you bring me somebody to the Lord, but then you need to disciple them. Yes. Right? And it's the same thing. Oh, yes, we can get you clean. I can send somebody to a 28-day program yeah. and get them clean. But once but they now, leave. But once they leave, you know, because we're our own worst enemies <laughs> when we're, you know, <laughs> yes, like we're protecting we <laughs> ourselves from ourselves. Yeah. And uh, so this is why the year long uh, and going out and sharing your testimony and going to churches, it's part of what they do. Yeah. It, 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 uh, it builds that solidity inside of you that now mm-hmm. you have that anchor. And yeah. um, when I was in prison uh, as a Christian, uh, I, I loved the old hymns and they would stick with me. And the one that always, and I don't even know the whole song, but on solid rock I stand, all yes. other ground is sinking sand. That, that little section of a song stuck in my head all those yeah. years, and I knew I was on solid ground, right? So those awesome. kind of things that need to be taught. Yeah, And they're sure. so good at it. <laughs> yeah. Um, how many men are at Teen Challenge, like um, in treatment at a time? Uh, I don't, you know, I was just out there two weeks ago. <laughs> I didn't... Uh, <laughs> I didn't. I have a young man who's out there right now, so it's really on my heart, praying every day about mm-hmm. him. Um, but uh, I don't. I don't think there'd be more than thirty or forty. But but it's a pretty big facility. Yeah. And so. how, what does it look like? Is it? Well, it's an old farm. It's an old farm. Oh, cool. Yeah. So it's a beautiful property, and 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 that's one of you know it's got little creeks you can walk over with covered bridges, and it's really has that. Um, making you, you know, realizing you're in God's world yeah. instead of just being a building in downtown Toronto or something, you, you know, it's really nice outdoor setting. Nice. So would everybody have their own room? Yes. Oh, very nice. You, you can yeah. be bunked with somebody. Mm-hmm. And, and a lot of times that that's better. Oh, to have a, a be- roommate? Yeah. Because now you have somebody you can, you know, bond yeah. with and share. Yeah. So what do they do all day? What's well, a normal I, day look like? I mean, it, it's almost like a classroom setting. Yeah. Right. So you would have different uh, classes on different things, you know, drug awareness and and then Bible study and because, you know, we know what fixes things. Right? Yeah. You know, they, everything right now is based on a 12 step program. OK. But it really does work well. Mm-hmm. Right. The problem is if you just do 12 steps, you now you stay in recovery your entire life. Oh. There's a 13th step. <laughs> And the 13th step is a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. And then you become recovered. And that's a little bit controversial with some people, but this is the journey. Right? Yeah. Is to get to a point where there is no addiction in your life. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Um, so is this a paid program? When someone goes in, do they pay for it or who funds it? You know, it's. Uh, <laughs> I had a young man one time that I worked with, and I really liked working with him in my program, Ozzy's Garage, and he was from a, a group home, foster mm-hmm. home. And when I asked him if he wanted to come back again after his program was over, a 10-week diversion program, uh, because I liked him, and I could get yeah. him brought out, you know, and from Dunville, and, and he just spit at me and, and said something really rude, and, and I thought, where did that come from? And I said, so I looked at him, and I said, who do you think pays for all of this? And he said, you know, like, the raft or pork cares, you know, and he, yeah. he, he came up with these different answers. And I said, no, no, it's a bunch of old ladies in churches who pay for this. Yeah. And he just like his jaw dropped and he said, what? And, and so that's it. I'm telling you that because, and he kept coming out after, but uh, <laughs> is that he thought he was just a commodity. 
Do you know, because the yeah. guy who gives them a ride out from the group home signs and gets paid his kilometers and he gets yep. paid this, the group home gets paid this much to feed him and didn't realize there was people who cared about him and, and would monetarily help. Yeah. So that was a real eye opener for him. That's how Teen Challenge runs. Mm -hmm. So even though there's $100 to register, um, to apply, um, you know, just administrative kind of thing, and then it's $1,000. Mm -hmm. That's wow. it. That's it? <laughs> you pay $1,000. Wow, for a year? Yes. Oh. I know. Wow. It, 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 and, you know, most of these guys don't uh, don't have the resources to, like, they wouldn't well, be able to go to treatment unless no. somebody could, they had a group that would fundraise for them or, or do different things. And so this is, you know, this is the the hands of Jesus, right? This oh, is yeah. us doing this this work. And, and, you know, like, one of the guys I worked with up on the reserve, you know, here's a guy who's labeled a monster. And, and you know, you spend a few years working with him and you invest in everything. And then... You know, the last time I'm up there, he's married with three kids. And you go, how? How did that happen? You know, yeah. like this is, now you're creating the next generation instead of somebody who yeah. dies early. And that's what happens with addiction. Addiction's very, it's more dangerous than what you're hearing. Oh. We're losing a lot of people. Yeah. It's one of those, just like they don't put suicide numbers out because it could uh, provoke a, a reaction or trigger yes. something. They don't put the overdose Mm. And the guys who die from cotton fever and all the different things uh, that that happen from using drugs. It's really, really, wow. really a dangerous. It's a death sentence. Yeah. You oh, know, yeah. these days it's, you know, and, and it, but it, how long does it take you to get there and how many family members and friends do you destroy on the way? Yeah. So it is a really terrible thing. Wow. But, we, you know, I'm an ADHD boy. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and, uh, and I laugh because, you know, in the 50s, there was no term ADHD. You were just a little nut bar or a wing nut, you know, they had a name for you. Um, but they started introducing um, different drugs to work yes. with guys like me. right? Mm -hmm. And when I was in prison, I noticed that most of my drug, drug addicts started with those drugs. And so even as oh. young men, they were triggered to, uh, you know, their Rely brain, on substance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. to, to uh, modify their behavior. So there's, there's a lot of uh, things that are happening in the world that provoke addiction. Mm. And one of the things I always tell anybody I work with is make your world small. Yes. And then go from there, right? Mm -hmm. And so Teen Challenge makes their world small, ah. right? They become like a family. They're at a farm. They can work. They can do different things. They do. Yeah. Um, so that's the style we use, right? Yeah. Now you said you were just out there, that you brought someone out there. Are you able to share any about um, just nothing too too specific, <laughs> but just what happens? Like they're they're intaken and then what's the... Yeah, well... Are we, they able to leave partway through? Are you able to visit? Okay. Well, there's rules. Yeah. But the rules are for their benefit. Of and, course. And of course you can go, uh, who cares? Go by and walk away. Really? Yep. And, mm. and that happens, right? Yeah. Like I was talking to a guy the other day whose friend walked away from the one in New Brunswick after a period of time. And, and actually the reason he was in New Brunswick is because to stop the walk away, right? Yes. It's kind of hard to walk away from there. You got to yes. go take a train and stuff, but, <laughs> but uh, he did walk away. So you can, but it is structured. Like my guy who I took in, I can now get a phone call tomorrow, which would be two weeks. Okay. So you have kind of like a case management person who, who, and then he'll get passes and, and I'll go see him every month Yep. and I'll stay with him. Uh, and you know, this is the point of, uh, 
uh, when you work with somebody is you stand with them until they can stand on their own. Yeah. And then you and then you move to the next person and stand with them. And so it takes time. Yeah. It's sacrificial. Oh yeah. <laughs> you know. Oh, like, absolutely. But it's so worth it. Like somebody cared about me. Yeah. So why I do this, right? Yeah. It's, it's my turn. <laughs> you know? Aww. Yeah. And and a lot of these guys, I when when so okay, so when I dropped my friend off, of course mm-hmm. I had to stay there because if he doesn't pass a few things, he's yeah. coming back. He's leaving with me. Oh, so such he, as do they have to be urine tested? Okay. And then searched. And then breathalyzer. Mm-hmm. So three things. Oh, so they can't be. Um, they can't have anything. Be high or drunk or anything no, like that no. when they're. Yeah. Mm. And the and the urinalysis uh, will will catch a few days off, right? Right. Um, so they would have to be clean for that period of time, and of course, then I give my statement of I've been with this young man for this period of time, and so he is clean. And just so you don't have somebody being really erratic going in there, like coming yes. right off the drugs, and then of course that period of time where you're just hurting yeah right? oh yeah. Like yeah that's why people don't get off them is mm-hmm. you know there's two words that i work when i work with people i go there's two words i want you to learn extinguish and courage <laughs> i said courage is what you need to do this and everything extinguishes with time yeah you know it's just that's yep. you know being a you know being a man yeah and just suffering right or being a woman and just suffering and but you know it is that kind of, like one year uh, in treatment, and all of a sudden, there's the husband your wife is going to have, yeah. and there's the father your kids are going to have. Yep. Right? If, but you think of a lot of guys; they're in marriage already, or they and they can't get away for that year. So even though you think, oh, a year is long, that you have the opportunity to do that, mm-hmm. that's going to set the rest of your life. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's a. It's difficult to think like I just would think about leaving my kids for a year and that would be a difficult, a difficult thing or to have my husband leave for a year. That would be a, I can see how that would be challenging for a lot of people as a, yeah, but you know, perspective. Yes, (laughs) you're right. You're right. You know, like how can you, you, it is a time uh, that you can be totally egocentric. Uh, The world revolves around you because you're creating who the who the person's going to yeah. be for your kids and for so you know if you had a hus- if you have a husband who can watch your kids for that year and you know you have your visits and things yes. like that but i know the woman's uh the kids can stay there yeah yeah to, so that's a little bit different yes uh, for the women when i was saying earlier to you that when i worked on the reserve one of our programs was a stay home program where we would take if it was single mom we would take the kids and have them in our home while she went to treatment yeah. So that she knew where they were, she knew they were safe. She could yeah. hardline call to them, and uh, that made it okay. Because otherwise, she couldn't go, because yeah. she didn't oh, have yeah. anybody in her life who she could do that. So you have to look at those kind of things to give a person permission yes. to go. You know, like because you remember that mothers especially will sacrifice themselves right to death. Oh, for, for their, their children, children. Yeah. absolutely. Yeah. And, and so I'll just tough it out. Mm-hmm. Uh, but meanwhile, you're not. You're, you know, you're my, doing more harm than. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You you create an adult child of an alcoholic, <laughs> yes. or you create an, create an adult child of a, a drug addict because you don't realize what you're what you're putting into them, right? Yeah, boy, this is a. I feel like we could talk all day about addiction. <laughs> it's it's very poorly understood. I feel like I'm learning a lot well, even I, just talking to you. Yeah. yeah, I always like what I do. 
nobody cares about what I do un- until it's your son or daughter, <laughs> or, daughter yeah. or grandson or niece or nephew yeah. or friend. And then all of a sudden, oh, wait, I know somebody who does this. And that's what you want to be. You just want to be that guy who, you know, when push comes to shove, I'll jump in there. Yeah. Oh, wow. Can anybody bring someone to um, Teen Challenge or can only certain people admit someone? Nope. Anybody can. Anybody can. Yeah, you just go online, Teen Challenge, and you fill out the form and and they'll get back to you. And it's a fairly... Straightforward process. Yeah, and and not that long, you know. From when I started saying you need to go to this last guy, you need to go to Teen Challenge to we had him in there would have been three months. Oh, okay. So yeah. fairly quickly. Right? Fairly quickly. Wow. Yeah. And and you know they're yeah you, know, uh, you know they're safe. Yeah. Like and that's a huge thing for anybody who has somebody's caught up in addiction because we're our own worst enemies, right? Yes. Like when we're when we're able to move around and we make bad choices and and I, I remember my mom. Uh, when I went to prison for so long, my mom said, first of all, that she had the cleanest house in the world because <laughs> she would just cry and clean, right? Aww. And talk to God. And she yeah. would say, you know, how come you put my son in jail for so long? How come my son has to go yeah. to jail for so long? And then she says, I started watching all your friends die of drug overdoses and get killed in the gang violence and motorcycle accidents and everything. And she goes, and I just started thanking God for having my son in prison where he was safe. Yeah. You know, so it is that, <laughs> that kind of... Um, what, when I got out of jail, my mom said, can I say something to you, Ricky? You won't get mad. And I go, sure, mom. And she goes, I liked it when you were in prison. <laughs> and so when I finished laughing, I said, uh, explain that one to me, mom. And she goes, I knew where you were. I could go visit you. And, and, uh, she goes, I was just so happy you were there. And now I'm worried that you're out. <laughs> <Aww>. <laughs> <So> <laughs> I was fine. So what kind of things do you see when guys come out? Do you, like, can you tell us some stories about how you've seen lives change? Yeah, and... well, I mean, lives change in that they just, now they become regular men. Yeah. They, they end up having, you know, and the thing is, a guy who's not a Christian is going to get a different wife than a guy who's a Christian. Yes. Because the guy who's not a Christian is going to pick a, a wife, I'm just talking about the men I work yeah. with, who he feels uh, meets his needs or meets his, you know, uh, so that criteria where mm-hmm. God's going to pick the woman for you yeah. to be equally yoked with. Yes. And uh, so they come out as, as Christian men, and now that starts. And you can't even, I, I tell them, I can't even exp- explain that to you because there's no template. You're going to look back and go, man, I never saw any of that happening because yeah. once God becomes comes in the equation, right? Than this. So it is incredible to watch them come out and get married and have kids. And yeah. Do you know one of my first guys I ever worked with is on my board. Yeah. You know, do you know Aww, what I mean? Like, that's so like nice. It, and yeah. so, you know, uh, it's it just to see them live life. Yeah. Right? And that's it because they're dying when they're in addiction and it's so hard on your heart and, and the potential mm. that they have. Uh, you know, addicts, and, and I said this, this is why I said the ADHD earlier. We're very hypersensitive, you know, as the H and ADHD, mm-hmm. uh, and and the world hurts us too much. But addicts are notoriously creative, and and like all the things that are bad now become good. Yeah, you know, you know the things that drove you crazy when you're an addict are going to make you a good husband yeah. because you pay attention to things and you and you feel right. And so they learn to live this other way, and so it's so good to to see them when they're healthy and and know you were part of that, right? Wow, that's awesome. I, you know, there's there's really something special about hearing stories that um, 
you know, like your story and the, the guy on your board, you could have turned out a totally different way. And it's, it's just, it's so beautiful to see God make something good out of something that really was kind of a mess before and just to see how he redeems those things and yeah yeah we're all a mess you know yeah <laughs> we're just just some people are better at hiding it than <laughs> yeah. <others>. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah yeah wow so as we um close today how can we pray for teen challenge is there anything specific we can pray or what how can we support them well it's it's <laughs> yes and people don't need to realize how powerful prayer is yeah. To even just sit down. You know, when I got out of prison, I met a, a woman who came from Bayview Glen. And she uh, met a lady there, and she saw me at the church. And she said to the lady, oh, that guy has tattoos on his hands. He seems like a nice guy. And she said, don't you know who that is? And she said, how would I know who that is? And she goes, that's Rick Osborne. And she almost started crying. She'd oh. been praying for me since 1979 oh. from, a, from a Bayview Glen class on prayer, yeah. right? And I thought, you know, when I get to heaven, I'm going to find out where she intervened for me. Yeah. And so intervene for these people mm-hmm. and just Stand hold the them gap. up. Yeah. yeah, and just say, you know, like these, the people that are doing this, let's hold them up because they're our future. Mm-hmm. They're the ones that come out now and have children and have a great life and have that passion because they've been hurt too. Right? Yeah. So. Wow. Thank you, Rick. That was, no uh, it's always a pleasure to talk with you and to have you on the podcast. That was really great. If someone wanted to get in touch with you, um, do you mind sharing your email address? Rick Osborne at rogers.com. wonderful thank you that's easy easy as pie Um, so thank you for tuning in today and um, we look forward to seeing you again next week and thank you again Rick have a great week thank you bye